everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of Dragonfire Books. It's been almost two months since my last episode, which feels like forever, especially since I aim to do an episode every week or so. If you're listening, thank you so much for sticking with me. Because it's been so long, um, kind of, this is kind of like going to be a refreshing episode because my tastes have like kind of changed and I'm not really into like a lot of the stuff that I was into before. I mean, I still like that kind of stuff. It's just, I haven't been reading a lot of that stuff lately. So I thought that it might be fun for this episode um, to be focusing on multiple books and just like kind of listing them. And when the next episode, I'll be back to my usual format. And I have my mother here with me for this episode. Um, she edits the episodes and she also puts books on my Kindle and on my bed sometimes. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe it's been like two years and I finally get to be on one of your podcast episodes. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. I have noticed that, like you said, your tastes have been changing. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, what have you stepped away from, I guess? So I haven't been reading very much required in recently Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's just it's not really my level anymore. Like, it's just, it's, I'm a little too old for it, I guess. I mean, it's still really good, but, but it's just not my, like, it's not something that I actually, like, it's not something that I can, like, focus on reading because, and, like, put effort into reading because it's not, like, challenging enough. I think it's so lovely to be able to have books that you love and it doesn't mean you have to read them right now or want to read them right now, but you'll still love them and carry them with you. Like I remember how much you and how intensely you loved the Harry Potter books in like second and third grade. Yeah. But then I went up to you and I was like, (laughs) I don't want them on my shelf anymore. Tear. (laughs) Well, you face it, you don't really love them. Like you don't continuously read them anymore. They're not on your shelf. They're not on my shelf. You're right, but I do. It's 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 just comforting to hold old favorites in your heart. Like for me, it's The Secret Garden or The Chronicles of Narnia. Like, well, the... that's probably why you're reading the Rainbow Rowell books because they're so Harry Potter esque that you okay, read something new that's are... Harry Potter esque. No, so no, you no, no, so no. to satisfy Rainbow, your the Simon Snow trilogy is so much better and so much more than Harry Potter. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, let's start by talking about what graphic novels you've read lately. Like I've seen a ton on your shelf lately. Yeah. I've seen. Stargazing by Jen Wong. I've seen the Jerrycraft duo New Kid and Class Act. I've seen graphic novel of Romeo and Juliet, well, the Odyssey. You, like, what are your what's your graphic novel journey been like lately? So recently, I have well in the past. I'll start with that. In the past, a lot of the graphic novels that I've read when I was a lot younger, like I went through a phase where I did not like graphic novels. I would not read them very much. I would not read them at all. And I just didn't like them very much. That was, like, between, I don't know, ages 7 through, like, 9. And I just didn't like them. I thought they were too easy for me. I thought they weren't real books. And before that, books were just books. And so I read a lot of, like, you know, when I was, like, 6, 5 or 6, I had a lot of those My Little Pony graphic novels yeah i remember and then a couple of years ago i read i went, we went to the library and i read the okay witch and there's a sequel to that too yes right? and there's a sequel and i have both of those now because they were really good 
but then like I read it I, I reread it a couple of days ago because I felt like reading a graphic novel and so I just like read it and then I was like this is not the level that I that it that I was like a, like a couple of years ago because when I read it I was like wow I really love this um it was like my thing but now I read it and it's just really easy for me and that doesn't mean it doesn't have value, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, but... Yeah, it's crazy how the time passes. Well, maybe you should recommend them to your sis. Yeah. What about, you read another one, um, the one, the Jerry Craft books. So, that had to have been, like, during the summer. Like, that had to have been, like, during the summer, right? Maybe it was. I don't, I don't even remember how I got them. Like, I think you gave them... Gave I got New Kid for you. Yeah. And then I really liked it, and so you got me Class Act. Yeah. What else? Well, so more recently, though, you really loved this stargazing one. Oh, that yes, that was, very, that was extremely good. Um, it's about two Chinese-American girls and that become friends. And one of them's, like, super, like, good and she's well-behaved and everything. And the other one is super, like, rambunctious. She, like, loves life. She likes doing all these things. Her name is Moon. But then she gets a brain tumor um, it was based loosely on the author's own childhood because the author did get a brain tumor. There's, like, pictures in the back of the book. And that was very good. You started that, but you never finished it. I know. That's why I'm glad you're not spoiling it. <laughs> a couple other graphic novels I've seen you dipping in and out of lately are The Odyssey, the Gareth Hines version oh, yes, of Odyssey. Right. I and liked then that. Romeo and Juliet. What are your I thoughts on those? I, I, um, I liked the Odyssey one much better than the Romeo and Juliet one. I don't... Shakespeare is not something I'm extremely familiar with, which is probably why I didn't love it. I mean, I could understand what they were saying, but having not read very much Shakespeare, I could understand what they were saying, but it didn't have very much of an effect on me. Like, if I read, like, modern books, or even if they're, like, set in, like, like a long time ago, they're set in a time period a long time ago... Like, I could still understand what was going on and everything, but the fact that it was like that, I don't know. It just somehow changes the book for me. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? I mean, oh, I uh, wanted to ask you if you ever finished the Philip... Oh, I, I haven't finished it, but it was so good. Oh my gosh, the Philip Pullman... so good. Um, fairy tales. Yeah. I was surprised to see you pick that off the shelf because you've never really... Well, I didn't... That's been into fairy thing. tales. That's the thing. I wanted something, like, really long and, um... I really liked that Grimm's Fairy Tales podcast that we listened to, and I was like, ooh, fun. And I started the book, and it was just really interesting to read because the fairy tales are so different from, like, I don't know, the Disney adapted ones or just, like, the modern ones that we hear today. And so that was really interesting to read. So... That was your first book by Philip Pullman. I think you know what I'm going to say. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> which is, why, oh, why are you so not interested in picking up The Golden Compass? It's not that I'm super not interested in it. I just started it a couple years ago. I was like eight. Yeah. So that probably means I'll, my opinion will change on it. I don't know. Maybe I'll read it. Yeah, okay. What else? One book that we're reading together because you loved it so much when you oh, yes, read it so alone good. was The Insiders by Mark Oshiro. Tell us who Mark Oshiro is. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Mark Oshiro is doing our um, Nico and Will short story for Rick Riordan. So we both 
kind of wanted to see what his writing was like because you recently finished Heroes of Olympus. Uh-huh. And I mean, you need, I'm a you Nico fan for life. Well, you kind of <laughs> need to finish the, um... Apollo. The Apollo books to understand what's yeah. going to go go on because there's this whole thing at the end where Rachel has, like, a prophecy, but it doesn't tell you what she said, but it's like, yeah, um, in the Tower of Nero. But I mean, love Nico so much. Yeah. So tell us about the book. Yeah. The Insiders is an extremely good book. It's a really fun concept. A young boy is being bullied. He finds a room at school that has, like, everything he wants that can, like, it's like, it's like a getaway. And, but then, um, and he had, like, no friends because he just moved to Orangevale, which is really close to where I live. So that was fun. And then he meets other kids who are in their, in his, in his room and they become friends, and they, like, help each other out with a bunch of sort of, like, issues that they have at their own school. Both of them are being bullied, um, and have their own reasons for having the room, quote-unquote, with the capital R, with a capital R. That's what they call it. And so, you love that so much that I picked up another Marco Shiro book for you called, um... Anger is a Gift. It's for older audiences. Yeah, it, it I, seems like it. I, I I read the first couple of pages and I was like, this is definitely more mature. Yeah, so than I mean, that the insiders. the insiders was really exciting because it was I think their first middle grade book. So mm-hmm. apparently, Ashiro is writing another middle grade book right now. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Omg, talk to me about Rainbow Rowell. Every time we're talking about this, you're like, did it, does it change, did it change your life? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that because I adore Hirsch. And I think in particular, the Simon Snow trilogy is just so lovely. That happened extremely fast. Like, wasn't that like just like a month ago? I've mm-hmm. just been waiting to share them with you until you were old oh. enough. Do you know how, wasn't well, it? Well, then why did, did you like come out with your <laughs> obsession? Clearly, did, did you like reread them and wait, then you were like, oh yes. my gosh, this Well, is no, so didn't good. you find it strange that they all appeared very suddenly in your room? It's yes. They, I've been, I was keep, like, I've been I'm keeping them in my closet for you, you until you were old enough. There? Do you like keep them in like a shoebox or something? No, they were all stacked up there in my closet until you were old enough because I could not, you'll notice. So I got, if I was just looking in your closet, I would have found them. You would have found them. And then I would like. I suppose, but I was waiting until you were old enough. Yeah, they're definitely not mature for nine-year-old. They're definitely not the right level. They're definitely the young con- adult category, yeah, right? For nine-year-old Allegra. Right. Well, nine-year-old also- Allegra who wrote so much Heroes of Olympus that she had, yeah, okay. No, but I mean, now you're 11-year-old Allegra, but you're you're reading. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that, like, the Rainbow Rowell books, and you just read a bunch of John Green books, too. Like, mm-hmm. the language well, and the read, themes I only, I only them. read The Full Inner Stars. Oh, I thought you read Turtles All the Way Down, too. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, they have language in them and themes in them that are pretty mature compared to what you were reading a year ago. So mm-hmm. tell me about that. So I feel like um, the good thing about more mature books is that they just feel a lot more honest than the middle grade ones where things just happen. Like, there are relationships, things just happen, but nothing... Like, it's just everything just happening. And so it's fun to be reading more mature books. Yeah, and now most of the books that I read have some language in them. More recently, like a couple of days ago, actually, I read The Sun is Also a Star. Nicola Yoon. By Nicola Yoon. Yes, I finished it. It was so good, except the ending was so sad and sentimental. And then I didn't tell you this, but I also read Everything Everything. It was so good. I I like The Sun is Also a Star better, but I really like the concept of of Everything Everything. 
it's about a girl named Madeline, and she's supposedly allergic to the outside world. And so she's been kept inside with her mother and her nurse, Carla, for her whole life. And then, I don't want to spoil it, but it turns out her mother has, like, some he- mental health issues. Yeah. Um. And then, um... Wait, wait, um, we're not done talking about Rainbow Rowell. You have said nothing oh. about your experience of reading the Simon Stowe trilogy. Oh, okay. I feel like we've been slow... You've been slowly easing into young adult literature, but I feel... Am I right or wrong in saying that, like, I feel like your reading the Simon Snow trilogy was your first, like, I don't know, like... No, Aristotle and Dante is more... Is Did it, you like, read that before Rainbow Rowell? Oh yeah, I read oh, okay. that. I read that like a couple of months ago. I just didn't tell you, and oh. I loved it from the moment I read it. Oh my gosh! Well, but... I read your Kindle, and it was like buried under a hundred other books, and I was like, maybe she won't get to this for a couple years. Yeah, but then I was like looking through, and I was like, oh, and so I was like, I like looked at it. I looked up the title, which is what I do for all the most of the new books that you put on my Kindle, unless I'm not interested in them at all. Like that, like that League of Seven book. I just. It's just that I got completely creeped out by the cover. Like, look at this. Okay. Alan Gratz, one of my best friends, really loves that author. He he reads a lot of books, especially the allies. And, and, um... (laughs) I mean... But, okay. The cover is interesting. To be fair, certain editions of Heroes of Olympus had weird... Or even Percy had weird illustrations. Okay, that's true. Okay, so like, like, like the son of Neptune. What is wrong with that cover? I mean, the spine. I have, I have like the anniversary one. Oh my gosh! And the Percy Jackson series got new covers, and they are gorgeous. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I saw those. Yeah, it's so pretty. Oh my gosh! And, so pretty. Um. And I don't read really very much Percy Jackson anymore, but Aurora does. Yeah. And, I mean, she hasn't picked it up in a while, but now that it's not, like, really my thing anymore, and I remember I threw, like, a huge tantrum when she was reading it because I wanted my own thing. That broke my heart because you loved it so deeply. Uh-huh. That you, it was Honest, yours. You, yeah. Yeah. And, but now I'm honestly okay with her reading it. Like, yeah. like, I'm at the point where it's not something I constantly think about anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I see someone wearing a Camp Halfwood shirt, a Camp Jupiter shirt, when we went to the art museum, I saw someone wearing that Alex Fierro checkered oh, sweater jacket uh-huh. thing. Oh, that's cool. And I'm not sure if they knew what they were referencing or anything, or they just had good taste. But it was, but it, I was like, huh. And then we were at the snow. There was like a poster that was like Percy Jackson musical. And just things like that. But it's not something like I would think about on my own basis. Like... If I'm reading another book, like, then, and it, like, references it, or it says something like it or something, then I will think about it. But it's yeah. not, like, I At the front of your mind it. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you managed to succeed in not giving me your thoughts on the Simon Snow trilogy. But you I also- did. I said it was super good. Okay. And you also read Fangirl, right? Yeah. So what's- Fangirl was good. I didn't like it as much as the Simon Snow trilogy. I mean, it's hard to beat Simon Snow. I mean, it was good. I I mostly like the part where, where pumpkin was misspelled. That was my favorite part. What was the misspelling of pumpkin? P U M K I N. I mean, I guess that's kind of satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> I, it should be that, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, tell me. So you mentioned the fault in our stars by John Green. Um. Apparently, this author is super like popular and stuff. And I liked the book, but 
it just wasn't my favorite. Like, it didn't have a lot of effect on me. Do you think it was the topic or the author? Like, do you think you'll give the author another try or not? I probably will. But I, don't, I think it might be, have been the topic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I avoid books about cancer. But I'm just saying. I Also, I felt like, it, like the entire story was just sort of bland. Like, I just, I didn't really feel anything. I don't know. Like, at the, like even when that happened, um, I was just like, oh, okay, that's how, what he chose to happen. I, I'm gonna read Tarot's All the Way Down and see what I think. Cool. Because that's the other one by John Green that I have. And then I think he put another one on my Kindle. And if I don't like Tarot's All the Way Down, then I'm just gonna be Take done with the yeah. author. Because if I don't like two of his books, then that probably means I won't like any of his books. I mean, so if I don't like them, I just didn't. They didn't make me feel anything. Okay. Speaking of feeling things, can we talk about They Both Die at the End? Oh my god. That's Which, one of my this is a book that you found just by going down Amazon rabbit holes? Oh yes, on my Kindle I do that very often. I was looking at Aristotle and Dante stuff. I, I like reading customer reviews. There was one that gave it four stars because apparently it didn't show the magic of living in El Paso. So that and, person's definitely from El Paso, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, okay, but but I don't think the focus of this book is El Paso. It, it, yeah. Wait, but okay, so so you fa- tell us anyway. Tell us about they both, both die at, at the end. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they both die at the end. Is I don't think it's set in the future. It's like it's like in an alternate time, with um like it's it was written in 2017 and and it says it's in 2017. Which I mean, I guess theoretically it would be like this would have happened, and so there's a thing called death cast. Death cast calls you 24 hours or less before you die, and so you like can live out the day to the fullest extent. And we finished the audiobook on the way to swim, and you were got really mad at me because I wouldn't get, I wasn't giving you time to well, okay, appreciate the sentimental. I was. It was the very end of the book, and I just needed like f- literally five seconds to process. Oh my, my gosh, emotions. the part where Man- Mateo died was just so sad. I mean, I would just needed to process. Also, it's not a spoiler because and at the beginning he gets called, but he's gonna die. Well, so and I mean, fun. what's yeah. the name of the book? But <laughs> I literally needed three seconds to process, and you were like, "That's the end of the book." <laughs> So tell us why you loved this book. Um, it was just a really wonderful book. So, um, Mateo is just so human. Um, he didn't really have much of, like, things that he liked to do, which I think I liked that because it reminded me of Ari from Ari and Dante. Because Ari's, like, kind of just mad at himself because he doesn't have any hobbies, he doesn't have any friends... Yeah, you started reading that, right? Yeah, you know what quote there was? A, there was a quote in "They Both Die at the End" that I think really speaks to what you were saying. It was about boats and harbors or a ship. Oh yes, what was that? Um, the ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are built for, or something. Yeah, I just thought that was so lovely and such a beautiful, you know, articulation of Matteo and how he chose to live a lot of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe Ari too. Like Matteo was really paranoid about dying. Um. So he tried to, like, be as safe as he can. He never went out and did anything. Yeah. He just kind of, like, stayed to himself. 
And I think it was just really sad, above all things, that Mateo didn't get to talk to his dad before he died. And that was really sad, because clearly he had a wonderful parent. And um, it was just really sad because his dad was in a coma. Yeah, I feel like it definitely would have changed things if Mateo's dad like woke up in the middle of the day. I feel like it would also be harder for the dad to know that he could have done something about it if he had been alive. Oh, sorry, awake yeah. during when Mateo had died. Um, okay, so should we talk about what we've been waiting to talk about? Yes! Okay, tell us everything. Okay, so... First of all, okay, I just, I cannot believe that you read the Aristotle and Dante books and I didn't even know. Well, I would, I, I, the truth is, I thought you were going to say they were too mature for me. And (laughs) so I didn't want you to think that I was reading something too mature for me. And so that's why I didn't tell you. That's okay. You're at the point Mm -hmm. now, there's not any restriction. Yes. So any book you find in the house or on your Kindle. Anyways, okay, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. (laughs) Tell us about your current absolute favorite book. Aristotle and Dante. So here's the synopsis. I'm glad it's not longer because obviously copyright. But okay, here it is. Aristotle is an angry teen with a brother in prison. I don't know why they had to include the brother in prison thing. Like they couldn't include anything else. Like also, I guess Ari's angry, but like I think he's mostly just like kind of depressed. But I mean, he is kind of aggressive though. Okay. Dante is know-it-all who has an unusual way of looking at the world. When the two meet at a swimming pool, they seem to have nothing in common. But as the learners start spending time together, they discover that they share a special friendship. The kind that changes lives and lasts a lifetime. And it is through this friendship that Arya and Dante will learn the most important truths about themselves and the kind of people they want to be. So tell us why you love this. Um, it's just a, it's a very deep and poetic book. But then at some, well... I'm going to start with the things I don't like about it, because that's that's hard to say, and so I just want to get it over. I'm blaming this part on the editor. Okay, so it's possible that Aristotle's 20-something-year-old sisters changed their names over the course of, like, two years, but their names are different in the second book. Um, I think they're Elvira and Amelia. In the second book, I don't even know what they are in the first book, but they're different. <laughs> and every time I read the second book after the first book, or the first book after the second book, um, which I've done multiple times, I always feel like that's so weird. Like, why could the editor? Why couldn't the editor like see this? Like, it's. I mean, it's not like it made a big difference to the story. Yeah, it sort of takes you out of it. For yeah. Me every time. Yeah. And then also, I get that it's it takes place in the eighties, and maybe teenagers were different back then. But some of the things they say are just extremely deep and philosophical. And so, like, like there's one part where, like, somebody, I don't even remember who it says, and they were like, oh, blank, I thank the universe every day for giving, for giving you to me. And that, that's very, that's very, that's, very, like, okay. You just feel like it's, well, it's not something or you say. Or you have the kind of voice that, that can heal the world. Again, that's... I'm sorry, but is any teenager actually going to say that to their friend? It's interesting because cause there are parts that are really feel really true and real yeah, and human. That's what and my dad said. He was, he recently, he's almost done with the first one. 
and he was talking about how much he loved it in the car on the way to a birthday party yesterday, and he was saying that one of the reasons he loved it was because he grew up in the 80s, and so it was very relatable. It was easy for him to, like, understand how things were acting, the references, a lot of things, and I feel like one of the parts I loved about it was the parents. The parents are wonderful, and I feel like it was real, really realistic, um, the relationship that Ari had with his dad. Like, Ari said smokes, he's a Vietnam veteran, he doesn't like to talk, and he doesn't really talk to anyone, they don't have a really good relationship, and as I quote from the book, he was keeping a war inside him, and so it was just really nice to see how their relationship progressed, how they opened up to each other, except there's this huge part in the second book, but I can't spoil it! It's really sad. Um, What's your take on Lin-Manuel Miranda? Because he narrates the audiobook. What is it like to have read the book many, many times and then hear the audio version of it with Lin-Manuel? Well, I liked how he did Dante. I'm not sure about Ari. I just didn't... He just... I feel like it was kind of different than how Ari would be in the book when I read it. and But he did Dante wonderfully. Because Dante is just bubbly. He's happy. He loves everyone. And he's literally like, they're on the bus. And he's like, Ari, I'm crazy about my parents. So and <laughs> Yeah, Ar- but Dante does have wonder- wonderful parents. Like, especially his mom. But Ari and Dante's mothers are wonderful. Like, especially Ari's mom. She's so... She's a teacher, she's strong, she's a feminist. She's the only one who didn't, like, turn away from her sister when her sister came out as lesbian. And, um, another part that I found, that I found painful was when, but also, like, very cleansing, was when Ari went to visit his brother in prison. And I won't go into detail, but his brother was not a nice person. And... But then it was actually good because Ari like felt felt really good um, after it. He didn't feel like he had something to prove. He just felt very freed after that because his brother was... Okay, so just to be clear, the reason that he's in prison is because he killed two someones. And um, it was nothing. <laughs> So, um, then Ari and his dad, they're, like, having a super fun time on the way home, but then it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, a couple of, it's, like, a sometime, like, a couple of, I don't know, five or six chapters after they get home. The chapters are very short. They're, like, some are, like, two, two, two pages, but, like, um, um, after they get home, then the tragedy happens, and, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it's not good, like, at all, and, um, and then I really like the parts at the at school, the school parts are very fun. I liked the I I I highlighted the entire part on my Kindle, the entire part with Mrs. Ardovino. It's she's a substitute, and then she's like, she's super annoying and stuff. But then um she like it turns out she hasn't been teaching in a while. She's retired, and she's like super like happy, and she laughs at herself, and 
it's just really good but then oh the other teacher don't get me started on her those she's a super racist one and she she's not good she um like oh my gosh what's an example she said not very good things i can't come up with them right now but um yeah and so ari and Susie and chewy called her some some things and did some things that I should probably not repeat because they're not entirely quote-unquote clean. And so they get into the principal's office and it's this whole thing. But, yeah. And so I could go on forever about these books, but they're the bottom line is they're extremely good and you should read them. Awesome. All right, well, tell us, tell your listeners what they can expect to hear about in your coming episodes. Like, what do you have that you are starting or that you're thinking about reading next? In my upcoming episodes, I'm thinking about doing, of course, an Aristotle and Dante episode. If I do a Simon Snow one, obviously I will have a guest. I don't think she, who is in the room right now, would accept otherwise. And then after I finish the Scythe trilogy, or the first book, that's really good. I've been reading that recently. Um, Then I want to do an episode on that. Awesome. Anything else? Nope. I'm done. Thank you to my mom for joining me. And thanks to everyone listening to this 30-second episode. As always, you can find the books we talk about at your favorite independent bookstore, the library, Amazon, or Goodwill. Or borrow from a friend. Peace and happy reading.